It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six the time. It is a Tuesday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. This I really didn't get the best night's sleep. Although I'm not tired, I just kept getting jarred awake by the wind last night. Still windy where I am, and every so often a gust would slam against the house and just kind of uh, I'd wake up. But I'm fine. I still got enough sleep despite all of that. Some of you still going through that wind. There's quite a few of you going, what wind? Yeah, I know. It's only in certain isolated areas. That's keeping I-80 closed. I have an article up on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning about I-80 being closed for sort of an extended period of time. We always expect it to close at certain times during the winter, but it's been a little while since they've been able to really open it and keep it open. That's what that article is about. All right, first story up. Let's get this out of the way. If you're listening to the news this morning, you know that when Biden was vice president, he had a house that, and he's got several houses, of course. Uh, One of them became, after he was vice president, a think tank. This think tank is when politicians have a lot of the money that they gather, they raise to run for office. And kind of like what Liz Cheney did. They open up a think tank where they can pay themselves a nice salary. Yeah, to to be a think tank and write articles and try to remain politically active. So in that think tank, in a back room, in a locked, I don't know if I want to say vault, safe, whatever, they were going through, it's in a closet somewhere, all locked up. Classified documents were found from when Biden was vice president. Now, right away, Trump starts to yell, well, let's do some FBI raids then. Okay. And on one hand, I think that's fair enough. Considering what happened to Trump, Mar-a-Lago, and all of those documents, I understand Trump's reaction to that. Now, to be fair about it, to the credit of the Biden team, when they found the classified documents— They called the National Archives and said, hey, we didn't know these documents were here. And the documents are being turned over. Okay, but still, that's classified documents being left behind. What Trump had done, though, was said he declassified things, uh, was a bit of, of an obstructionist. That's why the FBI shows up. Whereas the Biden team is saying, hey, we found these documents. Here you go. That would be a big part of the difference between the two. However, there's still classified documents there. So let's, before I just sweep that away, let's go back a little bit and take a look at something. So some years ago, this is quite some years ago, and I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name, but we're going back to Afghanistan. And there was a young man in our military who had uh, clearance for certain classified documents, and he had some things on the thumb drive. Well, he went home and then realized, whoops, I still have that thumb drive with those classified materials on. And he went back 
to whatever base or whatever that came from and said, hey, I accidentally walked out with this and handed it over and got in a lot of trouble and spent some time in jail, even though, whoops, this was an accident. Hey, let me turn these back over to you. And he was doing the right thing. There's, they take that very seriously. There's jail time for that. Then we find that Hillary Clinton had a computer full of classified documents. She's Secretary of State, right? At her home. And after she was Secretary of State, the computer stayed there at her home. And she kept saying, well, it was secured. It was not. It was hacked, in fact. And yet, we, and we went through, you remember all whole proceedings with this, congressional hearings and so on. And the computer, lo and behold, was whitewashed, cleared out of all of that material, and Hillary got away with it. A, a big issue back then was, well, why didn't Hillary end up going to jail like that young man who had those classified documents back during the days of the early days of our battle in Afghanistan? Why did he end up doing jail time, but she didn't when she knowingly had this computer filled with classified information? And again, when the investigation was being done, the computer was completely wiped. Nothing happened to her. Right. My point in all of this is inconsistencies. I would just like us to be a bit more consistent about these things. Here's some of the stories as I have this morning here. First one, President Biden Monday refused to answer questions about the classified documents found in the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington, D.C., record from Biden's time as vice president were discovered at the think tank by his personal attorney. Small number of documents with classified markings. National Archive noted and took possession of the documents following day. Uh, quote, the documents were not subject of any uh, previous request by the archives. The archives did not even know that the documents were missing at the time. So that when they got a call, hey, we have these documents, the archives went, document? What, what one are you talking about? All right, so House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says Democrats overplayed their hand in the handling of classified documents in Mar-a-Lago in light of new revelations of classified documents discovered at the Penn-Biden Center, which were taken by now President Joe Biden. Quote, I think from the same point that the Dems overplayed their hand to Mar-a-Lago, just a proof of that, McCarthy, McCarthy responded to questions. A small number of documents, again, with classified markings discovered by the Biden employees November 2nd. And they contacted the archives and said, we have these things. Okay, so let's go to what Trump is saying then. Donald Trump on Monday led the course of condemnation after it emerged that Joe Biden's think tank had been found to contain classified documents. Ten files were found in early November by Biden's lawyer and handed over. The Justice Department has now opened an investigation which the New York Times said could lead to special counsel being appointed, as happened in the case of Donald Trump. Biden on Monday was in Mexico City when he was asked questions about this. So that's all we know at this time. And yeah, um, yeah, 
I had a John Granite Canyon in the morning. Glenn, can you say double standard? And there often is. Now, in the case, this is where I have to, at least just to be fair about it, which I prefer to be fair about it, I have to take a look at the Biden administration and Biden lawyers. When they found the document or documents, there's about 10 of them, 10 files, they contacted the archives. Hey, we have these. Can we turn them over? And that's not what Trump and his people did. Okay, they were a bit more obstructionist. That's part of the problem. But then we have to go back to Hillary Clinton, who denied having anything. And when it was found that she did have any, something, she had her computer wiped and then continued in denial, even though there was proof that she had these things. Yeah, there is a serious double standard here in some of these cases. And I would, like you, I would just like at least some consistency in it, right? Double, we're not going to get that. 615, wake up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way. And Woods, make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six eighteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite song. Well, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. Therefore, say, well, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. Headline, Cowboy State Daily, Wyoming man sues for right to make his own M16 machine gun. Machine gun? I'm not sure. Machine gun, though. Mm. I don't know if I'd call that a machine gun, but okay. Uh, A Wapiti man, just love the name of that area, who wants to make um, a gun, more like, uh, well, again, it's an M16. Again, I'm throwing machine gun out. Is suing the U.S. government for denying his application to do so, saying federal anti-machine gun law violates the Second Amendment right. Jake Stanley DeWild filed a federal complaint in the U.S. District Court for Wyoming last week, asking the court to issue a declaration against the U.S. Attorney, Merrick Garland, and the director of the ATF. He complained that on December 8, 2022, he submitted to the ATF asking to make and register an M16. But 12 days later, the ATF denied citing federal law that forbids both the transfer and possession of what they're calling machine guns. Now, I still want to know, what what do you mean by machine gun? Because to me, a machine gun is something that is fully automatic. This is why I want to be very careful of the definition. It's like when people point to a gun and say, that's an assault weapon, and yet it's not an assault. When you take a look at what an assault weapon is, that's not an assault weapon. So I I want to be very careful about our definitions in something like this. So when they say this is a machine gun, are you sure it's a machine gun? I would go ahead and say assault rifle in the sense that you can take – here's the definition of assault rifle. There's a switch on it where you can go from semi-automatic to single shot, flip it back and forth. There's a burst of a few rounds, 
And that's a better way to put it. There's a switch on it where you can flip the switch and go to a burst of like what three or four round guys. Is that what that, I forget which one the M16 was? Three or four rounds, and then there's you flip it back and it's just one shot per pull of the trigger. Unless there was a version of the M16 which was fully automatic, and that might have been the case. I'll look that up. I think I remember that being the case. The lawsuit relies on the case from 2008 District of Columbia, Heller versus uh, District of Columbia, and a New York case by the State Rifle and Pistol Association. The cases together indicate that the guns be considered dangerous and unusual and therefore legitimately unlawful if the guns are in common use, DeWild says in the complaint. DeWild argues that because the M16 is in common use by the U.S. military, it should be made legal for the nation's citizenry. He also argues that his Second Amendment rights have been violated. Quote, plaintiff desires his own M16 machine gun for lawful purposes, including defense of hearth and home and militia functions. That's the complaint that I'm reading from here. And he asked the U.S. District Court of Wyoming to proclaim the ATF and other nations' attorney generals in violation of the Second Amendment and the U.S. Constitution. So he filed his lawsuit on his own behalf without legal counsel. Let's see now. Uh, I'm going to try to type in something... M okay. Let's see here. I'm just I'm getting very technical. M sixteen rifle, family military rifles, okay. M sixteen automatic can have a twenty round magazine, okay. Uh gas operated configuration, both semi automatic and auto loading. Okay, that's what I thought. Now now then they can classify it as a machine gun. All right, there was a version of the M16 when it came out that had three switches. I'm looking at it right now. Where you can go semi-automatic, that's one bullet per pull of the trigger, and then you could flip it to where it had a burst of rounds. So you pull the trigger and like four rounds would pop out of it, right? Or you could flip the switch again to its third position, which would make it fully automatic. In that case, you are talking about a machine gun. And here's a question. Was the M16... So, okay, the question that's in front of me in the article I'm reading, was the M16 used in Vietnam fully automatic? Originally, yes. And that presented a major problem for the military. Several articles pointed to the fact that military expert soldiers used the fully automatic so frequently that they ran out of ammunition in the middle of a fight. So one of the, there's, for those of you who know, there's a couple of reasons that the military got rid of fully automatic in most cases. That's one right there. Once a fight gets going and people get really excited, they just start going fully automatic and spraying bullets. Now, if you, if you know anything about military and, and the way they train people, you know that spraying bullets like that, the vast majority of the bullets are just missing. You're not really hitting anything. So it's, it's more important to actually not go fully automatic so you can hit something, but also so you don't run out of, out of ammunition so fast. So from now on, except for certain guns that are meant to be sprayed like that, they have guns that are semi-automatic, and have a short burst of three. 
that allows the soldier to, again, put a burst of three on something, but forces the soldier to actually take aim and use less ammunition instead of just wasting it all over the place. I-80 John, M16A1 had full auto. M16A2 had three-round bursts. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, Jim and Casper, there shouldn't be any restrictions. I would like to own a 20-millimeter Vulcan. Uh, Jay and Casper, double standard, faith in... Oh, okay, yeah, that goes back to the last story. Yeah, Jay's talking about the double standard in the last story. Mark from Centennial, laws for the... And not for me is typical. Yeah, laws for thee and not for me is typical. That goes, again, back to the original story that I was talking about. Okay, so should this guy be able to make his own? I think he's doing this. This guy here in Wyoming is doing this mostly to make a point. Because if he's capable of making an M16, the original style, like I-80 John is saying, the M16A1, which has a fully auto setting, if he's capable of making that, he could just go do it, and who would know? And then he keeps it himself in his own house, uses it for his own purpose, and again, who would know? But he decided that he wanted the thing to be registered. And the moment he did that, he has to consult the federal government and ask for permission and ask for it to be registered, which tells me that this guy's doing this on purpose in order to file the lawsuit to make a point. Otherwise, why wouldn't he just go ahead? I mean, if you if you had the ability, you know, Jim is saying you know, there shouldn't be any restrictions. He'd like to own one. Well, Jim, let's just say for the fun of it, you had the whatever it was necessary to make your own rifle, whatever it is that you wanted that the federal government says you're not allowed to have. But you had the capability of making it yourself and just keeping it for yourself. Would you do it? I think a lot of people would and just never tell anybody. So that tells me our friend here in Wyoming is doing this in order to file a federal lawsuit in order to make a point. And fine, God bless him for that. Let's see how far the lawsuit goes. So this is the first you're hearing about it. But considering how long it takes for lawsuits like this to work their way up, we're going to be talking about this for a few years. This is not going to be over you know, by the end of this year or so. It takes a long time for this thing to work its way all the way up through the system and get to the Supreme Court, which reminds me, if this guy has the capability to make this thing at home and nobody can stop him, Remember, your federal government has been trying to write rules and regulations involving the 3D printing of guns. And they can go ahead and do that, but if somebody wants to 3D print a gun, again, there's really nothing the government can do about it. Grandpa Rich, who was in Vietnam, by the way, they have 30-round magazines for the M16. You should fire an automatic one- to six-round burst. Yeah, and this is, again, where I remember watching something about this a while ago, quite some years ago, how the military found out that, yeah, you you give a soldier in combat the ability just to flip his rifle fully automatic when things are really going down, I mean, hard, 
and they tend to do that. They just flip it to fully automatic and start spraying bullets, hoping for some kind of an effect. But actually what they're doing is just wasting ammunition. I mean, big time, running out of ammunition and not hitting anything. That's one of the reasons why in places like Baghdad, for example, uh, here we're going up against the guys who were shooting AR-15s. And our guys were constantly hitting the target, and those guys were constantly running out of ammunition. And now you can see why. Coming up on 6.30, news, weather, wake up Wyoming. A new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Thirty-six to time. Wake up, Wyoming. So, he just joined me. I was telling the story about a Wyoming man who wants to build his own M16, and I believe that would be the M16A1, which had three settings on it, so you could fire single shot, a burst, or fully automatic. Officially making that a machine gun. Now he could just make the gun if he wanted to, and who would know? But he wants to go through official channels. So he filed to have the gun officially registered, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms said no. So he's taking them to court. See, that's why I think his court case is intentional, because he could have just made it. Who would have known? So I think he's trying to challenge the federal government and the bureaucracy on this. Now, Jim in Casper sends me a picture of the Hand of God, the 20-millimeter Vulcan, which is, uh, for those who are familiar with the minigun, basically the same idea. This is the Gatling gun style. This is, of course, the spinning multiple barrels and the kind that doesn't sound like bang, bang, bang. It sounds more like a whirring sound. Yeah, with a constant stream of bullets. And, of course, I'm supposing, Jim, that you would like a lot of tracers because that just looks cool as all hell. Now, simply put, Jim, maybe in 2023, Santa would buy you one of those if you were a good boy. But we all know, Jim, there's no chance of you being a good boy, especially that good. So you're not going to get one. I'm sorry. Maybe someday, though, somebody will let you shoot one of those if you hadn't already. All right. Since we were talking about this, let's see. I opened up the gun file here. Well, I've shot every gun, man. I've shot every gun, man. There isn't one I'd shun, man. Because I've had so much fun, man. Couldn't stop one, man. Because I've shot every gun. Went to Seagull through no Remington, Cold Blood, Sterling, Smith, and Wesson, and filled up a life on Henry, Henry, a Taurus, Luga, Browning, Weatherby, Caesar, Bentley, Kimba, Beasley, Charles, Evitation. I shot every gun, man. I've shot every gun, man. There isn't one I shot, man. Cause I've had so much fun, man. I couldn't stop one, man. Cause I've shot every gun. I've got a whole file full of stuff like this. Here's one I haven't played in a while. Hi, folks. Daytona Dan Jackson here. And if you're anything like me, you live for this. You love the fresh air, you love the great outdoors, and you love to maximize your fish yield. 
which is why I use this, the Daytona fish gun. It's the best way to kill fish, bar none. Catching a fish with a stick and string is frustrating and dangerous. Hooks are sharp, tackle boxes are heavy, and worms are proven disease carriers. Even if you catch a fish, you gotta get it onto the boat and you gotta neutralize it. The whole process is time consuming and inefficient. There's no worms, you just take the gun, point it down into your fishing hole and fire away. Whether you're 80 or eight years old, the Daytona turns fish in a lake into fish in a barrel. It also offers the features professionals demand. A high rate of firepower, 300 rounds per minute, no fish is safe from a Daytona. You know, some of you folks at home are probably saying to yourselves, I'd like to kill even more fish. Well, for that we have the Daytona Fish Grenade, designed to kill anything swimming within a 300 meter radius. Kill more, win more, and come home with a smile on your face and dinner in your cooler. The Daytona Fish a damn good fish gun. Now, don't worry, since anything that is considered to be a right, like healthcare is a right, therefore you're supposed to get it free from the government. That means, because, well, you have a right to bear arms, government's going to be handing out free guns real soon. Did you hear? The government is giving away free guns. Yes, free guns. Gun manufacturers around the nation will be mandated to give every citizen a free gun with ammunition. As you know, the U.S. Constitution states that you have a right to bear arms. And since we've been told that anything that is a right, like health care, is given to you by the government for free, then that must mean that soon you'll be able to pick up your free gun. And since free contraceptives are also a right, then that means you get free bullets to Yes, right now, the U.S. government is borrowing money from China and future generations and raising taxes on the mega wealthy just to make sure that you get your free gun guaranteed under the Constitution. Because now, anything that's a right in this country is given to you for free. Healthcare is a right, and you have the right to bear arms. It's your right. This weather update. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight. the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So, Frank, whenever I head between Cheyenne and Casper, Wyoming, places like that, yeah. I like to stop by Chugwater. Yeah. And there's, of course, the uh, soda fountain there, mm-hmm. which is Wyoming's oldest soda fountain, by the way, and used to be a pharmacy. Well, isn't that what they always were before? Always were before, yeah. Now they're just a restaurant and soda fountain. But, 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 yeah, but I'm saying that, you know, the, the, the pharmacies and soda fountains were that's always... That's what they were, were yeah, yeah. They were always together. Oh, yeah, because... Like, like Woolworths and Walgreens, you know. Yeah, originally a soda was used to settle the stomach. That's the invention of the soda. That was the purpose yeah. of it. You know, a carbonated drink, basically, right? So then they have this little glass case over there with what the last pharmacist left behind. Oh, what, the, what, what okay. gifts did he uh, leave see. us? <clears throat> Norwich 
for scabies, foot ringworms, and itches. All righty then. Yeah. Uh, there's a box of aspirin. That's that idea, by the yeah. way. There's a box of aspirin tablets, and I looked it up to ask you know, the question, how long are aspirin good for before you can throw them away? And the answer is no one really knows because they <laughs> seem to last for decades. Oh, okay. But so, I would still pass that up because the box looks so old. Oh, right. Wild the, the cardboard root- box? I'm sorry? The cardboard box? Yes, cardboard box. Okay. I would just say, never mind. <laughs> Wild root cream oil hair tonic. Today we just call that conditioner. Okay. <laughs> but back then it was hair tonic. All right. It, okay. It, it helped. Right. Zinc oxide ointment. That's actually still used today for the treatment of things like diaper rash. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, it's just in, it just looks different than the way they package it back then. It sounds like zinc oxide ointment. What the heck? No, if you go to a pharmacy today, it's you can the still same, pick yeah. that up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Clean plates. That's for cleaning your false teeth. Uh, now, this one, effervescence CNC granules. Like, what the heck? Basically, Alka-Seltzer. Okay. But in granular form. Now, here's something. This one really got me. Gold medal, tasteless castor oil. It must have been the best invention of that, I, of that time period. Yes, people hated who, who taking take castor oil. Yeah. I had to take a look to see what the heck were they doing with castor oil, because I heard a lot about it from way back then, right? It's a made from the seeds of the castor plant, dates back to ancient Egypt, goes that far back, used as f- lamp fuel originally, <laughs> and then medicinal purposes, including beauty treatments. Hmm. There's laxative syrups here, okay. flaxseed meal. Uh, Do they see. have mercurochrome? I didn't see that, but what got me was so much of what they had. What the hell were they eating back there, Frank? Because it had to do with either settling your stomach or laxatives to get rid of it. Pretty much, yeah. Or your feet. Women's, uh, men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys will be at Utah State in Logan. Still looking for their first Mountain West Conference win of the year. Folks are 0-3 in league play and 5-10 and overall. UW has two close losses in a row to good teams. But injuries have been way too much for this team to overcome with eight different players missing some time. Utah State will be a big challenge on the road. Uh, they are 2-1 in league play, 13-3 overall. Yeah. He's a very good three-point shooting team. That'll be an 8 p.m. star from Logan tonight. We'll have the for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. In women's college basketball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be at the Air Force tomorrow. The Cowgirls are 9-5 and five overall, 2-1 and one in Mountain West play. Malene Peterson was named the league's freshman of the week thanks to a 19-point performance against New Mexico. In men's junior college basketball, Casper College improved to 13-4 on the year with a 98-81 road win over NJC in Sterling, Colorado. Kennard Richardson had a tremendous this game with 32 points on 10 of 14 from the floor and 9 of 10 from the line. T-Birds will be at Western Nebraska on Friday. The LCCC men's basketball team lost to Otero over the weekend 93-81. The drop to 8-6 overall. Golden Eagles will be in at, the, at Salt Lake Community College tonight. In high school basketball from over the weekend, Cheyenne had a huge tournament and the Cheyenne girls won all three of their games. They have now won 48 games in a row, which ties a state record held by Douglas. On the ladies' side in that tournament, East beat Douglas uh, in a battle of the two top 
top-rated teams in 4A and 3A. Laramie won 3-0 and in the tournament. Natrona 3-1. and And Cheyenne Central 2-1. And, and, and Kelly Walsh and Cheyenne South went 0-3. Oh on the boys' side, Laramie won 3-0 and in that tournament. Cheyenne Central, Cheyenne East, Cheyenne South, and Kelly Walsh went 2-1. and Natrona went 1-3. and In college football, Georgia repeated as the national champions as they bombarded TCU in Los Angeles yesterday 65-7. Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, who is 25 years old, by the way, threw four touchdown passes and ran for two more. Georgia's 15-0, finishes the season 15-0, and TCU finishes at 13-2. That's it in sports. Okay, so as we, I'm still taking a look at what's happening with this, uh, sorry, what was the name of the football player who had the heart Oh, DeMar uh, De- 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 Hamlin. Yeah, okay. You know what? He's, he's back in Buffalo now. Is he? Okay, because yeah. I saw a picture of him sitting up yesterday uh, with some of his teammates and, you know, making thumbs up at the camera and all that kind of stuff. And he seemed to be talking to them anyway. So, better, I guess, and he's back home? Or is he at another hospital? Uh, well, he'll be at a, in another hospital, yeah. Okay. But, but uh, he's back in Buffalo now. So okay. that's an, another enormous step forward. Yeah. Well, at some point, we're going to see a video of him walking around. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. And your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Seven oh six. It's a Tuesday. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So I'm just gonna have to go there on this next one, which means, of course, we have to have our disclaimer. Warning: This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Also, I'm going to have to talk about fat people. In this next one, I just, it's the story I have in front of me, and I'm just going to be realistic about this, which of course is going to offend some people. So I have to be careful. Now, whenever I tread lightly on something like this, like talking about fat people, this corporation that, you know, in the building that I'm in, in Town Square Meeting, all of that, they insist that I be nice. Now, I explain to them, I, I don't know exactly, well, how do I, okay. Fine. So we all have to sing along. It's a corporate thing. Just go with it. Ready? Here we go. Be courteous, kind, and forgiving. Kind and forgiving. Be gentle and peaceful each day. Peaceful is a good thing, yeah. Be warm and human and And fuzzy, yes. And have a good thing. Or don't say. say anything at all. Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike. Or immature. That's Be fine. witty and happy and wise. Witty, I like. Be honest and love all your neighbors. Except for that one guy up the road, Be that jerk who... Be purple and clairvoyant. <laughs> Be 
the pompous, obese, and eat cactus. Obese. We're going to be talking about that. Be dull and boring and omnipresent. Never boring on this program. Criticize things you don't know That's about. all I do on this program. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Carl. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Go into a closet and suck eggs. There we go. Glad we had this little talk. I assume you were all singing one. I noticed this on the news yesterday, but I had to put it aside to get to it to today. And this is a list of recommendations for obese young people. Now, let me go back a little bit in history on this. My parents' generation, my parents were like World War II generation. And before that, find somebody who was overweight. They existed, but there weren't many. In fact, when I was graduating high school, my high school graduating class was a really large class. And to show how big the class was, we were in a massive auditorium. And the camera from a local television station, news station, was panning the class. My father's watching this on television. And he points to one guy, one kid he sees in the graduating senior high school class. And he, he asked me across the living room, who's the fat kid? Because, again, back then, there really weren't any overweight people. It was very rare to see somebody who was overweight. It was sort of a shocking thing. Today, when you look around, most people in America are not just overweight. We are considered to be technically obese. And the youngest generation... The new generations are really out of shape. This is bad news for the, the military and police because there's so and firefighters. They have a hard time recruiting people because they never get any exercise. They don't have much for muscle and they have a lot of fat on them. A lot's changed. Now, if you bring this up, some people will say, well, you're fat shaming. No, we have a problem. I'm not trying to shame anyone. We have a problem in America. We've gotten really overweight to the point it is extraordinarily unhealthy, especially for our for anybody, but especially for our young people. All right, so here comes this. Of course, it's all put out on Twitter, right? But all right. The American Academy of Pediatrics, for the first time, recommending that doctors offer weight loss drugs to obese children 12 and older along with lifestyle and behavior counseling. Drugs now. Everything's got to be solved by drugs these days. Good morning. This is a, uh, not an agitator. Good morning. Just a reminder that the American Academy of Pediatrics has declared that babies and toddlers don't actually need to see faces and that even special needs toddlers 24 and up have the... Okay, this gets into all... Okay, let's get around down to... Even when they go to young toddlers and so on, again, there's pills available to, to worry about, well, how about just feeding them properly? But all right. The American Academy of Pediatrics for the first time recommended physicians offer weight loss drugs to children with obesity, aiming to take early action against increasingly common condition linked to a host of health problems. Children 12 and older who are obese can be offered medications for weight loss along with behavioral counseling, according to guidelines published Monday by the largest professional association of pediatrics in the United States. And they even, this is the part that got me, the association also recommends that doctors offer obese children 13 and older 
to maybe get um, surgery. Yeah, it's it's sad, but yeah, maybe we go ahead and get them surgery to help them deal with their obesity. Well, how about letting the kids get outside and run around and play? How about not feed them junk and let them get outside and run around and play? The, the less junk they eat and the more active they are, the less of a problem this will ever be. But instead, now everything needs to be solved with a pill. Tammy's in Casper. Morning, Ken. Well, good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good. What you got for me? Well, I have an answer for the guy that wants to do the M16 or whatever it is. All right. The automatic gun. Yeah. Tell him he needs to identify it as a muzzleloader. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Because the muzzleloaders don't have to be registered. However, right. here's the problem. When you go buy the powder to shoot your muzzleloader, uh-huh. you are put on a watch list. Okay. So... We- the gun he can say is a muzzleloader, but then if he's going to have to make his own gunpowder. Right. What if I uh, had him identified as like a slingshot? <gasps> Her, see? see? There you go. Okay. I knew you would come up with something. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. He, so this is another one of those cases where reality doesn't matter. I get to identify it as whatever I want to identify it, and you're not allowed to say otherwise because if you do, you're a bad person. What if we, what if, I mean, I understand, you know, this guy sounds like he was trying to do it the a, a proper way. Sure. Because those type of guns are supposed to be registered. But what if we just say it was a Nerf gun? Um, for Nerf gun, yeah. Because then it's not doing, yeah. it's, it's not shooting anything harmful. Which means it might be an M16, but he's got it painted in all of those bright colors. Right. Sure. There you go. That could be fun. Okay, that's what it identifies as from now on. So I'm going to go ahead and buy a howitzer from my backyard, and I'm going to have it identified as a sprinkler system. I Mm -hmm. like it. Sure. I really like it. Yeah. All right. Problem solved. Or you're punching punching holes in the wood fence. That's exactly what I'm doing out there. Yeah, yeah. And that would be, by the way, owning a howitzer would be a great way to go hunting for, let's say, pronghorn. From 20 miles out. Or pigeons. Yeah, sure. Easy to do. I, I, pigeons would be great. You could just take it down and shoot all those stupid pigeons. Yeah. yeah. As as always, Tammy, you're brilliant. <laughs> Have a good day, Glenn. 7.15, wake up, Wyoming. Woods is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Seven twenty is the time to wake up my own. Triple eight ninety seven Woods phone number and eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. All right, Shane and Casey, you got it right. This is what I was talking about. If you're just joining me, I came across a story yesterday where apparently now what's being recommended by your own government. There's a lot of obese kids out there, a lot of obese adults, but a lot of obese kids. And their answer is, well, um, do we get them some counseling? Of course, these kids. I don't know why you're not counseling the parents, too. If the the kid has a problem with obesity, go talk to the parents. That's part of your problem. But then also, we're going to get them on drugs. 
This pill will help their appetite and also, also, uh, maybe in some extreme cases, surgery too to help them with their obesity problem. All right. Again, when I was younger, it was rare to find anybody who was overweight. Go back to my parents' generation, even more rare. It, it just didn't happen. Everybody was much more thin. So what's the difference now? Well, most of what we do is sedentary. The vast majority of the work we do and the play that we do is sedentary. So kids are not out there running around and burning off all these calories. Also, what we eat tends to be a lot of junk, too. Therein lies the problem. We eat a lot of junk. We snack a lot. And then most of what we do is sedentary. And most of the games that kids play today, and they're very active with games, but they're sedentary games in front of a computer screen. So the idea of solving obesity by let's give these kids pills and maybe counsel them about what they eat, the military and the police and fire departments is even have a hard time hiring young people because they're so out of shape. It's not just the weight they carry. It's the lack of muscle. One of the best things to do is get the kids out there to run around and play. Now, in part, that means, you know, don't take them like to a gym and force them to do something. But no, it just means let's go out and do active things while we're all moving. And it's a good idea if the family does it as a whole, but also, yeah, get the devices away from the kids and go play. Get out there, move, be active. This is why it really bothered me when I was listening to that news story and listening to the recommendations being made. Well, we'll give these kids a pill to solve the problem. The problem is not that they don't have a pill. The problem is they're not moving. They're not exercising. Most of what they do is just laying around and, again, if they do, besides watching television, if they are playing something very active, it's more like a video game. So this is where, in fact, let's see. Did I have something? Uh, let's see if this finds this one for me here. I, a while back, no, that wasn't. I put, I'm starting to put together files because I'm getting so much stuff here that it's getting difficult to find. Let's try uh, the weight loss one. Okay. Well, I do have a bit that I played for you. I'll find it here. The eat less, move more bit that I played for you. And it's this woman who wants to lose weight, but she's just too lazy to do what she has to do in order to lose weight. So it's suggested to her that maybe you just eat less, move more, which is something that I've actually put in my book. Yeah, I think that's it right there. The Uncomplicated Life, when I wrote that. I've seen books, magazines, television shows, late-night infomercials, all with these ideas of workout gadgets and diets and how do you eat right and so on. All you really have to know is this. I've tried just about everything, and I can't seem to lose weight. What if I told you there was something you could do? Really? What? I'll do anything. Eat less, move more. And? That's it. How does it work? <laughs> it's simple, really. You eat less food, and you move around more than you do now. It gets more complicated the more you describe it. Isn't there a pill I could take? 
Haven't you taken pills for dieting? I sure have. How'd that work out? I'm fatter now than I've ever been. Can't I just get a doctor to staple my stomach shut? You'd rather have invasive surgery than lose weight by eating less and moving around? At least I'd be asleep. How much will it cost? Nothing. It will cost nothing. In fact, you might actually save money. Uh, this is starting to sound like some sort of scam you do to an old person. But will I still have to move more? Yes. In God's name, will I remember all this? It's Shane in KC. Morning, Shane. He says, big issue with obesity in children is the lack of parent involvement and support at home. Again, the steps, the state steps in and provides solutions. Surgery and child care for children, lack of, yeah, lack of parental involvement in their lives is the main problem. I would agree with that. And I like I-80 John. How about go out and play, come home when the streetlights come back on? Yeah, that's a great idea. We kind of, in fact, one of the things that I did a lot when I was young was not just go play in the woods, but we had bikes and we biked all over the place. If we wanted to get anywhere, we had to get out there and bike all over the place. And so we burned energy like crazy. But yeah, I would say Shane and Casey's got it. Where's the parental involvement in something like this? Why do parents allow their kids just to, when they come home at the end of the day, just to go sit in front of their Xbox and play a video game, which I don't see anything wrong with that. That actually does build some skills. You can actually learn some really good eye-hand coordination and mental involvement with video games. But at the same time, get up and get out and go play outside. And there is your parental involvement. Now, we have here, has worked with us for quite a while. She goes by Prairie Wife, but she post regularly she's someone who's uh you know like a social media influencer and so on she's got a pretty good sized family it's her her husband and a bunch of kids and everybody's in really great shape and every time i see pictures now this goes back to your point shane every time i see pictures that she posts on social media it's of her and her family all out doing stuff they're kayaking they're hiking they're camping somewhere, whatever the case might be. They're outside all together, active. And there's nobody in the family who's out of shape. There's nobody in the family who's obese. Everybody's out there and moving and active. So even when I go, let's get away from the kids for a moment. When I do walk into, let's say I'm shopping at a Walmart or I stop by a grocery store or something like that. Whenever I do walk into someplace that's public, I look around and notice, wow. There's a real, I mean, just a lot of overweight people of every age in America. And it comes right down to what I just explained to you there, it, where you have your government saying, here, just take this pill or maybe get this surgery or maybe get some counseling. All anybody really needs to know, if you want to live a nice, long, healthy life, not just a long life, but good quality of life. Get out there and move around and quit eating junk. That's it. No pills involved. Coming up on 7.30. Look at local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Don Day is coming on with me at 7.45. I-80 has been closed for a while because of all this weather. We'll talk about that and other things. Wake up, Wyoming.
not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Thirty-six to time. Wake up, Wyoming. A lot of people call the program to talk to me. Triple eight ninety-seven with this phone number. But then there's all sorts of other people who use the Wake Up Wyoming app, and that includes Brenda in Fort Collins, Colorado. Red's in Casper. Bunny is in Cheyenne. Iady John is in Granite Canyon. Shane in KC. Milo Fort Danger and Rhiannon in Fort Danger. Grandpa Rich is in Thermopolis. There's Jim and Jay both in Casper, and Marcus in Centennial. To name a few, they just hit chat. You have your Wake Up Wyoming app downloaded to your phone. It's free to do. Just go to your app store, Wake Up Wyoming, download it. And when I'm on the air, hit chat and then send me a text message. You can also listen to this program live or later off of your phone. Okay. Hit listen live or hit on demand, touch the on demand button, and select the episode you want to listen later. Okay, so uh, real quick, some of the comments that I was getting here. Red and Casper, I remember being devastated when my bike had a flat tire or being sick and not be allowed outside. Yeah, I was talking about here's your federal government worried about obese children. So let's get them a pill and counseling, and some of them might need surgery. How about eat right and exercise? Bunnies in Cheyenne. I see too many pudgy military in uniform. Yeah. I see that a lot where there's people who are really heavy and they're military or police officers. And they just shouldn't be that heavy. But that's a lot of that is not even just what we work out, but what we eat and the portions that we eat. Uh, see, yeah, there's a few more comments on that. Now, Brenda in Fort Collins, which you mentioned to me, these two things, Brenda, kind of go together that I'm going to mention. And I think I'm going to get into it next hour. First off, there's this one. Just found this story. Do you have a gas stove at home? Some people love cooking on gas. That's fine. Gas stove ban is on the table. Federal agency reports. Really? And is this a law from Congress or through the bureaucracy? Federal Consumer Product Safety Commission is considering a ban on gas stoves as concerns surrounding indoor air pollutants from appliances continue to rise. Bloomberg reported that the agency plans to act on the appliances because the pollutants can cause respiratory and health issues. A hidden hazard, they say. Roughly 35% of homes in the U.S. have gas stoves. All right, now, hang on a sec. Again, this is, from what I just read there, does not sound like a law going through Congress. Sounds like the bureaucracy trying to make a law. Well, hang on, I'll get back to that one next hour. There's also this. Now, um, Brenda, I do remember this story. I read this a while back, but it's a good idea to bring it back up again. So thanks for sending this to me. From a website called Daily Motion. Switzerland is mulling over the ban of electric vehicles among rising energy costs. Interesting. Okay. Now, I do rem- again, I remember that story. They were mulling over the idea. Energy costs are getting to be so much in Switzerland. And they're having kind of the same problem with reliability issues when it comes to things like wind and solar and so on. 
This is the same problem that other countries have had, but also California has had as well, where they ask people during the course of a very hot summer, please don't charge your electric vehicles. We can't keep up with the electricity demands. And yet they want California to go all electric vehicles. And a lot of this comes down to here are people in government trying to decide for you what you're going to do, but you're supposed to be a free individual. A while back, the EPA was trying to ban wood-burning stoves. Yeah, and I know people who have potbelly stoves here in Wyoming, for example, because, hey, it gets cold in wintertime, and it's a great alternative source of heat. And some people I know throw wood chips in there. There's various things that you can burn in a wood stove. Some people like their fire. I wonder, would they ban fireplaces too? But yeah, the EPA actually was mulling the idea, we should ban wood-burning stoves. And now here's an agency saying, well, we should ban gas stoves in your home as well. And then there's government trying to tell us they want us driving all electric vehicles, even though all electric vehicles are not at all good for the environment. Rather, see, you're supposed to be a free person in a free country. In which case, you get to make your own decisions. And if somebody else doesn't like your decision, that's too bad because you, as a free person in a free country, get to decide what route you're going to take. Which means, of course, there's going to be people who disagree with you. But so what? In America, we're not supposed to be part of some collectivist hive. 742, Wake Up Wyoming. But never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-Woods. Seven forty-seven. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. I got to remember now. I've got a legislative report here. So, uh, Don, I'll make sure to get you in at seven forty-five, like we usually do, because I notice Central Wyoming's got some snow moving around. Yeah, we've got uh, some of that California moisture is already uh, pushing snow showers into the state right now, into the central and west and into the mountain areas. This uh, snow shower pattern that will be around during the day today isn't going to amount to too much. But uh, if you're going to be out and about, especially in central Wyoming and the west, be ready for snow showers. And another push of moisture comes in tonight and tomorrow. And tonight and tomorrow's wind uh, will be looking at some accumulations of snow in the central and east central counties of the state in particular. Okay. I've also noticed, in fact, I wrote up a little article about it. I-80 and also the highway that goes up to Hannah and Medicine Bow and so on, there's some people that have been stuck there for a while just because it just won't let up in that area. It won't let up. And, and the amount of snow that fell over that New Year's period, that New Year's storm that we had, um, there was two feet of snow or more that fell in parts of Carbon County, Eastern Sweetwater County, Northern and Central Albany County, where those roads go through. And this is one problem that we've got with Interstate 80 is that so much snow fell. When wind picks up, there's all that blowing and drifting. Uh, that snow in South Central Wyoming is going to be on the ground all winter. And this wave after wave of Pacific moisture, that is a part of the state in this particular pattern that gets anything that comes through so they're going to get more out of this as well so the shirley basin the medicine bow area the rollins area Wamsutter area that arlington elk mountain area um just keeps getting more snow and they're going to get more okay those areas i guess they've learned over the years just to stock up because 
They're not going anywhere. Yes, uh, and and getting through there when the road is open, take your chance and go because okay. there's going to be a, more closures and more problems. All right, thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. Well, I was just taking a look at the map earlier this morning, which is why I mentioned that to him. So, for you guys out there, I hope you're well stocked. You're going to be there for a while off we go. To the icebox, Frank Campino is waiting by. So, Frank, sometimes you look at a sign, right, and it makes sense, but then you look at it again, and it's disturbing. You ever have that happen? Um, I, I've gotten, yes. Okay. So here's a sign that's outside of a park. It shows two hikers, you know, the stick figure guys. Yeah. And there's an arrow that says, pack it in. And then it shows a guy putting a trash bag in the trunk of his car, stick figure guy, pack it out. Makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until I realize when I take a look at the sign, there's two hikers going in. But going out, there's only one hiker and a trash bag in the trunk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and that's you know. when I start going, you know, it just got creepy, Frank. He's in the extermination business. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys at Utah State and Logan looking for their first Mountain West Conference win of the year. The folks are 0-3 in league play and 5-10 and overall. UW has two close losses in a row to good teams, but the injuries have been way too much for this team to overcome with eight different players missing some time. Utah State will be a big challenge on the road. They're 2-1 and in the league play, 13-3 and overall. Plus, they are very good three-point shooting team. 8 p.m. starts tonight from Logan. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Women's college basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowgirls will be at Air Force tomorrow. The Cowgirls are 9-5 and five overall. 2-1 and one in Mountain West play. Malene Peterson was named the league's freshman of the week thanks to a 19-point performance against New Mexico. In men's junior college basketball, Casper College improved to 13-4 and four on the year with a 98-81 win over NJC in Sterling, Colorado yesterday. Kennard Richardson had a tremendous game with 32 points on 10-14 of 14 from the floor and 9 of 10 from the line. The T-Birds will be at Western Nebraska and Scotts Bluff on Friday. The C men's basketball team lost to Otero over the weekend, 93-81 to drop to 8-6 and six overall. The Golden Eagles will be at Salt Lake Community College tonight. High school basketball from over the weekend, Cheyenne had their huge tournament. The Cheyenne East girls won all three of their games. They have now won 48 games in a row, which ties the state record held by Douglas. On the ladies' side in that tournament, East beat Douglas in that tournament in a battle of the two top-rated teams in 4A and 3A. Laramie went 3-0 and in the tournament. Cheyenne Central 2-1, the Trota 2-2, and Kelly Walsh along with Cheyenne South went 0-3. On the boys' side, Laramie went 3-0 in that Cheyenne tournament. Cheyenne Central, Cheyenne East, Cheyenne South, and Kelly Walsh went 2-1, and the Trona went 1-3. College football, Georgia repeated as the national champions as they bombarded TCU in Los Angeles last night, 65-7. Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, who is 25 years old, by the way, threw four touchdown passes and ran for two more. Georgia went 15-0 this season, and TCU finished at 13-2. That's it in sports. So, wait, that sounds like a pretty good record for 15 years old. 15, yeah. 15 and old. I'm sorry, 15, yeah, 25 years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought the guy, did he go to the, 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 the Georgia start employing the, the BYU uh, parameters of college age of college football players? 25? What is the usual age? I would hope that you'd be out by 22. Okay, wait, they usually for, this is college football yeah. players. so you're going to get okay. five years. Yeah. To, to to cover your eligibility. Okay. What yeah. is what's the age average for you know starting and finishing in pro? Well, probably I would say twenty three to thirty one. Twenty three to thirty. That's a you know, short 30, window. 30, there. Yeah, yeah. The NFL stands for not for long. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. But, short window. But what, what happened to the days that like you, you're supposed to get out of here in four or five uh, years? Exactly. Well, you know, if you didn't pass your home economics class, maybe you got to hang around in college a little longer. I don't know. What? 
I'm making it up as I go, Frank. <laughs> All right, thank you. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. And then open phones after that. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Hello, Milo and Fort Danger. Chet's and Yoder. Bunnies and Cheyenne. Jim and Laramie. And so many other people messaged me using the chat option on the app. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Some light snow is falling down around mostly the central parts of Wyoming right now. Some other people in Wyoming might get that today. Keep up with us with that weather forecast as you're hearing from Day Weather with Don Day and the other characters that join Don Day during the course of uh, the day. Didn't want to say the word day too much. But anyway, yeah, because there's some light weather moving through, not a whole lot of snow with that, not a whole lot of cold with that. So most of the snow won't be stinking yet. I, I was about to say stinking. Sticking, but you get the idea. <sighs> stinking snow. Triple eight ninety seven was eight 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 ninety seven W O O D. As you can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject because I just ran us into the open phone time, which I do every day at about this time. There's a little bit of open phones. Some hosts only do that on Friday. I always give you a little bit every single day. Also, a number of people message me over in the Wake Up Wyoming app. Just hit the chat button. And you can go ahead and send me a text message. So I wanted to finish up this just a little bit. So there is um, a consideration, let's call it that, by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission to ban gas stoves in your home. Now, quite a few people listening to me right now have gas stoves in their home. Of course, they look at it as a safety issue for not just fires, but they consider a ban on gas stove as concerns surrounding indoor air pollutants from the appliances. This is what they were. So they want to ban it. Right? All right. Here again. First off, <clears throat> my home. It's not even going through Congress. It's a bunch of bureaucrats deciding what the law will be which is not the way we're set up in this country. We have a Congress for a reason. The bureaucracy is supposed to be to enforce the law. The law is actually written by Congress, passed by Congress. Even then, why ban them outright? If their concern is, well, you have a gas stove in your house and, you know, it's unhealthy to be burning natural gas inside your home like that. Well, then how about this? Let's see. Who was it that um, uh, there were several insurance expensive? It was Jim and Laramie. Okay. Um, Red and Casper. I'm trying to find out who was. Someone just uh, sent to me a moment ago a message off of the app. Again, you can send me like a chat message on your phone. That their home has a ventilation system. So if you got a gas stove, make sure you have a proper ventilation system to let that out. If you had a wood stove in your home, of course, it pipes it out, right? So do that for the gas stove. 
But the idea that some bureaucrats are thinking, well, maybe we should just ban it altogether. How about no? Roughly, the story says 35% of the homes in the U.S. have gas stoves, according to reports released carbon monoxide, nitrogen dioxide, and other things that World Health Organizations and EPA deemed unsafe. Well, again, if you think these things are unsafe, okay. After testing gas ranges and finding elevated levels of nitrogen gases, Consumer Reports strongly advises people to consider buying electric ranges rather than gas. Here's what I would prefer that your bureaucracy do. If they want to put recommendations out there, better that you have electric or make sure you have a good ventilation system. I'm okay with them doing that. But to have the bureaucracy even to consider, they haven't done it. They're considering maybe we should just ban it. No. How about making some recommendations and I'll decide what to do because it's my house. Federal lawmakers like Senator Cory Booker, Democrat New Jersey, Representative Don Bayer, Democrat of Virginia, sent a letter to the agency in December uh, recommending consideration of warning labels on range hoods and performance standards. Now, that's better. Again, if they want to give us recommendations, hey, this could be hazardous. If you're going to put one of these in your homes, we recommend the following. I'm okay with that. But don't tell me what I can and can't have in my house. Policymakers at state and local levels are also pushing to get rid of gas appliances and exchange them for electric to reduce the use of... (laughs) I like this. Policymakers at local and state levels are pushing to get rid of gas appliances in exchange for electric to reduce the use of fossil fuels. Again... There is no such thing as a fossil fuel, but I'll call it an organic fuel. But again, you want to go all electric because, you know, can't use natural gas in there. They're worried about climate change, things like that, right? Well, once again, let's go ahead and take a look at how your wind and solar power operate. And you want to talk about raping the environment and doing damage to the environment. Take a look at how those things are created and disposed of. Then get back to me on that. How about that? Ann Arbor, Michigan, for example, adopted a A20 plan, June 2020, calling on residents to buy electric vehicles and install solar panels and rely less on organic fuels. And again, they think they're doing something good for the environment, and they're not. The story says, but it's not that simple, including Ann Arbor Mayor Christopher Taylor, a Democrat who served as mayor, and city since 2014. In October, Taylor installed a new gas line and gas-powered fireplace in his home, despite pushes by the city to phase all of that out. So the mayor of that city, here once again, is it? it's for you, but they don't have to do it. The mayor of that city, you need to go all electric. And then he installs gas pipelines into his house, gas furnace, gas stove. For those who want to convert their gas ranges to electric, the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, remember, the Inflation Reduction Act increased inflation, made inflation worse. But it was never meant to fight inflation. The Inflation Reduction Act was basically the Green New Deal repackaged, disguised. 
They offer rebates of about $840 for the purchase of new electric ranges. That was part of about a $4.5 billion earmark for helping low- to moderate-income households completely electrify their homes. By the way, it is nice to have alternatives in your home. I've often thought about this. The place I'm in right now is an all-electric house. That's just, that's what it is. It's it's an all-electric place, right? But I've often thought when we have some serious cold snaps, like we just went through some negative numbers a little while ago, serious negative numbers, and the power went out for a while. Now, the electric company said, hey, the power is going to go out for a while. And that's because they had some problems. It was a uh, some failures, and they had to fix them and replace them. To their credit, they got it up faster than they said they were going to get it up, but got it back up again and running. But I was wondering about that as that cold snap was getting close. Wouldn't it be good to have some alternative heating sources in the house? That way, should the power, should the electricity go out during a heavy storm, I still have other ways that I can cook and heat and so on. I wouldn't mind having a home that, yeah, give me electricity, but give me natural gas and other things like that, right? So the the mayor of that town told Bloomberg that commission could issue a proposal on the matter earlier this year. There's a misquote, there's a misconception that if you want to do fine dining and cooking, it has to be done on gas. He says that's a myth. Well, again, leave that up to the homeowner to decide. I have no problem with your government doing studies, finding problems, and offering recommendations. But leave it at that. Remember, you're a free person in a free country. We're not ruled by anybody. We're not part of some collectivist hive. We're a nation of individuals. We get to think for ourselves and make our own decisions, which is what makes us a better country. Suggestions? I'll listen to them all day long. Now, another story here that came up, uh, and and thanks for sending me this. Our friend down in Colorado sent this just earlier, last hour. Auto lobby slams Swiss plan to curb electric cars in power crunch. Swiss car importers lobby hit back Monday at the government's proposed limit to use electric vehicles in a power crunch saying they could prompt customers to opt for autos that burn organic fuels, like gasoline. Our members and their official brand dealers promote electric cars with great effort, but now the government there is saying, yeah, but when it gets really hot or really cold and people are using a lot of electricity, not a good time to charge your car. And they want those smart meters on people's homes so they can the government can turn things on and off. So you're not going to be able to charge your car during that time. Customers want to buy older vehicles now, the story says, and think twice about whether they should go back to petrol or diesel. The government has proposed a series of increasingly tough measures as shortages loom that could lead to rationing at worst. A one-draft rule could curb private use of electric vehicles unless urgently needed for working and shopping and doctors and things like that. The proposal is putting a chill 
on Switzerland's sale of electric cars, jeopardizing the vehicle's prospects in that area. And again, they got to reduce those carbon emissions. That'll save the planet, right? Yeah. Until you realize those all-electric cars and those wind and solar farms and so on, you want to talk about raping the environment, Take a look at that and get back to me on what's actually green energy. 817, Wake Up Wyoming. Your Wyoming travel now. Had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight twenty two is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S to get online with me. A lot of people using the Wake Up Wyoming app and hitting the chat option to send me notes. So let's finish up this whole thing on the banning, and it's not banned. It's a discussion among bureaucrats, which needs to end because bureaucrats should never be allowed to write law. That's not the way we're set up. We're a republic. A representative republic. But, well, I'm banning gas stoves at home because, you know, you're burning gas. You know, there's, you could be putting things into your house and you're breathing that in. Fine, and get a ventilation system. How about offering that? Don't tell people what they can and can't have in their stone. So, Grandpa Rich, I have a natural gas heater. Don't want anything else. Maybe a wood stove. Remember, the EPA wanted to ban wood stoves for a while. I know quite a few people who have them. They actually talked about banning wood stoves for a while. And again, it would have been done through a bureaucracy, not through Congress, but they shouldn't be allowed to do it all. Chris and Cheyenne, what next? Banning gas stoves in restaurants and nursing homes and hospitals? What about gas furnaces? Okay, now, here's the difference with that, Chris. Specifically, what this agency was talking about is the gas stove in your kitchen, in an average kitchen, because of ventilation. Now, Gas stoves that are in restaurants or nursing homes and gas heating of your home, that has proper ventilation, so you're not going to be breathing in all sorts of junk because of that. But some people have gas stoves in their home, and they don't have proper ventilation to suck out what might be bad about that outside. That's what they're talking about. Having said that, though, there are members of the cult of climate change who think that if you're burning natural gas, you're harming the planet. And they want you to go all electric. So there's no carbon footprint, you know. But again, they never bothered to take a look at how toxic their wind and solar is and how unreliable. While we're at it. All right. Uh, Chet Yoder, you will uh, not be burning anything soon. Kevin and Wheatland, my propane wall oven is broken. If these bureaucrats want to pay to install a new electric uh, wall oven in my house, I am game. Blue Eyes and Douglas. They're not banning it because it's bad for you. They're banning it because uh, the gas just another way to get in there and stop gas production. We're not dumbasses. And Ace and Casper is dangerous to freeze to death. Yes, freezing to death is definitely a bad thing. That reminds me. Let me bring up this story here. Uh, I like this website. It's worth looking at. It's called The Daily Skeptic. Now, the idea behind The Daily Skeptic is, much like other websites out there along their line, they go looking for the stories that your regular news media just doesn't report. 
It's true, but you're just not going to hear this other places. Net zero, in other words, getting rid of anything with CO2 emissions, will lead to the end of modern civilization, says top scientists. Yeah, net zero, a political project made by some of the world's leading, well, in uh, the people that you know as uh, bureaucrats and, and in government in general, electric officials. Dr. Wallace said, and he is a top physicist, it would be the end of modern civilization. Writing about wind and solar, he urged that it would especially be tragic when not only will this new infrastructure fail, but it will cost trillions of dollars, trash large portions of the environment, and be entirely, entirely unnecessary. And enormous, he said. Yes, in order to do all wind and solar, you have to take up massive amounts of land. The footprint of a coal-fired power plant or a natural gas plant is actually really small. So this physicist, Ph.D. from MIT, and has a 50-year career in nuclear research and other such things, including work in plasma physics, naval research laboratories, quite a resume. He's published about 150 scientific papers. In his view, there is no scientific basis for expecting a climate crisis from too much CO2 in the atmosphere in the next century or so or beyond that. He argues there is no reason why civilization cannot advance using both organic fuels, coal, gas, and oil, and nuclear power, gradually shifting more to nuclear power is what he would like to do, but that's his field. So, you know, there is, of course, a growing body of opinion that points out that the emperor has no clothes when it comes to What's, what's supposed to be green technologies, electric cars, wind, solar, hydrogen, battery storage, heat pumps, all have massive disadvantages and, again, are highly toxic to create and dispose of and are incapable of replacing existing systems without devastating consequences, he says. He also points out that before organic fuels became widely used, coal, gas, and oil, energy was provided by people and animals because so little energy was produced, civilization was a thin veneer. In other words, there weren't very many people on the planet. There was a lot of slavery and a lot of squalor and misery because everything we did we had to produce what we did by physical labor. And that made I mean, that dangerous. People got sick. People died, etc. The argument hints at why so many virtue signaling celebrities argue not just for net zero, but real zero, banning of coal, gas, and oil, like King Charles said back in 2009, would end the comfort even and also the survivability of modern civilization. One of the reasons we live so long and so comfortable is because of coal, gas, and oil. So this is a, an MIT physicist talking about wind and solar and saying, if you want to doom human civilization, go 100% that and let it fail and watch what happens. Coming up on 8.30... Local news is coming your way. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. A nice long segment of open phones. Wake up, Wyoming.
97 Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six of the time, Wake Up Wyoming. Just reading the messages, I'm getting off the Wake Up Wyoming app. You use the Wake Up Wyoming app. You can download it for free. Hit the chat button and send me a text message, or you can call the show at triple eight ninety seven Woods and say, uh, Jonesy and Casper. Good morning, Glenn. Again, government gets cheered on the things they take away for our safety. You, Jonesy, remember, or if you've seen this some time ago, a perfect analogy was made. So here's a prison cell. Somebody's in a prison cell where they get three square a day and they're fully protected in that cell from anything that could go wrong. Then they get medical of all sorts and whatever they need. They're a prisoner. They can't get out. They'll be in that cell the rest of their lives, but they'll live a long life because that's total government protection right there. Yeah, if that's where you want to live, if you want to be protected from everything, then get arrested for something and spend your life in jail. There you go. No freedom, but hey. Now, this one, I, well, okay, uh, oh, um, Michelle in Greeley, Colorado, with net zero CO2, well, yeah, CO2 is plant life is basically what she's saying, which is true. CO2 is basically airborne fertilizer for plants, and because of that exchange, that's how we get oxygen, which is how we breathe. Now, Johnny Cakes is in Basler. I'm not sure how to take this. He says, hey, Glenn, first-time listener. Well, hello there, Johnny. I can't believe they gave a radio show to a mentally deficient baby booner. How progressive of Wyoming. Liz Cheney be praised. <laughs> and I'm reading that thinking, I don't know if he's being sarcastic or what he's doing there. Interesting note. Thanks for that. Glad you're listening. In. Okay, so I mentioned that a lot of the things that we're talking about, potential bans, I don't know if it would happen or not, but they've talked about this kind of stuff before, is being offered by the bureaucrats, not by the politicians. Now, bureaucrats are really hardworking people, you know. Dedicated, reliable-ish, hardworking from 10 to 3, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. They are the American bureaucrat because the engine that was America's progress and success was running a little... Too fast and efficient. Who knows where all of this innovation and success was going. So for the good of the nation, somebody needed to slow it down. It took a lot of paper to jam up those gears of progress, but no one knows paper like the bureaucrat. And America was too rich compared to the rest of the world. Can't have that. No one knows how to make your money disappear like the proud men and women of the American bureaucracy. So, America, take all your great ideas and big dreams and flush them. And if you find your dreams coming true, don't worry. The American bureaucracy has a ton of paperwork and a line for you to stand in. Bureaucracy, slowing progress and freedom for a more humble America. Now, in case you didn't know... Bureaucrats actually have uh, conventions like anybody else. In fact, I have covered stories over the years that bureaucrats will use your taxpayer money and have elaborate, expensive conventions 
at all sorts of really exclusive places all over the country, doing it on your money, on the taxpayer's money, not spending their own, of course. Then I thought, what exactly would a convention of bureaucrats look like? That would be – is that considered boring? I mean they, they would have to go to all sorts of um, – to make it a business thing. Hear public speakers and thing, have work group sessions and stuff like that. And then, and then they go out and party and eat expensive food and drink expensive wine on your dollar. Well, there is some place for bureaucrats to go to sign up for these conventions. The following is a paid advertisement for the hardworking-ish Bureaucrats of America. Are you a bureaucrat? We would like to invite you to register for the Hometown International Bureaucratic Information and Justification Institute for the Bureau of Internal Symposium, or heebie-jeebies for short. Heebie-jeebies invites you to this one or three-day symposium, depending if our three-day internal certification is renewed. We will have an exciting lineup planned. Health and Human Services Director Kathleen Sebelius, former IRS Manager Lois Lerner, and former Head of the EPA Lisa Jackson. Registration is easy. Ish. Just go to Hometown International Bureaucratic Information and Justification Institute for the Bureau of Internal Symposiums. Dot com and click register now. No, not now, but when you get there, click the word now, but not yet. You'll be directed to a site requesting you to fill out a small 12-page application. This application gives you the EBGV's information and authorizes you to print off a short 37-page registration form. After the registration form is complete, please go back to the EBGV's website and follow the same steps two more times. Since registration and triplicate is required and copies will not be accepted, please fill out one with a number two pen, two with a ballpoint pen, and three with a crayon. Snail mail your application and registration along with your non-refundable check and money order. Each made out for $250 to EBGV. Credit cards are accepted, but please allow for additional ten to twelve weeks for processing. You will then be promptly notified within eight to ten months if your non-refundable registration has been accepted. Don't delay. Get the heebie-jeebies today. This that bit that was written there was written by the Dan who lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He was listening to something I was saying about bureaucracy and how it slows things down. For example, when oil is discovered somewhere and some company wants to go extract that oil. When they go through the federal government permitting process, it can take 10 to 12, maybe 15 years. And then after all of that work and all of the money spent and studies done and et cetera, et cetera, at the company's expense, they still may not be able to drill and extract that oil after all that time. All right, that's government for you. Meantime, in North Dakota, some years ago, they discovered some oil and it was on private land and the federal government couldn't get to it. They didn't have a lot to say about what was happening on that private land. And so they extracted that energy. Within about a month, there were oil rigs out there just sucking oil out of the ground. That simple. shows you the difference between allowing bureaucrats to show up and get something done and allowing – which is endless meetings and paperwork for no real good outcome of it. There's no purpose to all of this, but just to continue to add another layer of bureaucracy. So the idea of Dan's bit, because I had been complaining, I had mentioned on the air about bureaucrats, and can you imagine what would happen if a bunch of bureaucrats wanted to have a convention? And I read about some bureaucratic conventions. These people actually get together for conventions. And Dan said to me, hang on, hold on. What would it look like for a bureaucrat to sign up for a convention? 
Wouldn't he have to sit down and do a bunch of paperwork to qualify and spend a bunch of money, certifications, things like that? And after all that time, there's still no guarantee that he's actually going to get to go or there's going to be a convention at all. Hmm. Interesting, I told him. So he wrote the bit. I helped him record the bit. There's actually a video that goes with that. Dude, that's funny as hell. As a bureaucrat tries to fill out all of that paperwork and totally falls apart to do it. I, Eddie John in Granite Canyon, are you a baby boomer? Boomers were born through 1964. I was born in 1964. So now you know how old I am. Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight. the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, Frank, um, sometimes before we knew better, uh, people would offer up ideas of something to do for fun that today we know don't do that. Yeah, there's a few of those. Yeah, uh, like tight, tight, tight rope walking that between would be two bad. tall don't buildings. Do on, yeah, don't do that on your vacation. No, like no, that. no. You know, uh, here's swimming one. with sharks. No, no. Uh, this is a very old ad that I'm looking at. And there's a guy wearing a very nice suit because back in these days, that's how people dressed. You like know? a zoot suit? Kind yeah. Of no, no, no. Just a suit. Just okay. a suit. You know, like back in the 1950s kind of a yeah. suit, you know. And he's wearing some goggles of some kind because apparently this is going to be a very bright flash. Witness the power of the atomic bomb. $3 <laughs> per person. Three bucks, yeah. Yeah. See, genuine atoms split to smithereens. Take a bus to the outskirts of Las Vegas, Nevada to see American military and their science at the finest. Viewers shall be placed in a tower safe from harm's way. Mm-hmm. Right. American scientists produced an atomic bomb in the distance. They blow this thing up. Location, uh, Nye County, 65 miles uh, northwest of Las Vegas. There's a bus schedule oh. for you to do this. Okay. Sunday is not available. So no Sunday atomic bombs. bombs. Yeah, okay. But back then, for $3 a person, you can be irradiated. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a free x-ray. Just look at it that way. Uh, yeah. In fact, for $3, you, you get an x-ray. Invite your doctor and have him stand behind you. Yes. And then afterwards ask, you see anything? Yeah, take a, take a picture while this is going on. Uh, and like, sure. oh, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, I kind of wondered, did they make sure if they were anyone was upwind or downwind? Mm-hmm. Which probably wouldn't matter because I was told by a science teacher many years ago, if you do see an atomic bomb go off, you saw that flash? Yep. Okay, you're done. If you saw it. You saw the flash, you're already done. Not immediately. Yeah, but down down the road. Down the road because you saw that flash. That was it for you. You're done. So (laughs) they're going to put you high up in a tower where they said it was safe. Hey, it's the best $3 you spend all day, right? Yeah, the the best $3 you will spend for the rest of your life. I wonder if lunch came with that. I should hope so. Well, in fact, since a lot of things these days, people warm up their lunch by in a microwave. Well, there it is. Well, there you go. You can just go ahead and bring a sandwich with you there. Hold it up like that. Hold the sandwich up in the air. Go ahead and warm that sucker up. Yeah, there you go. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys at Utah State in 
and Logan still looking for their first Mountain West Conference win of the year. The Pokes are 0-3 in league play and 5-10 and overall. UW has two close losses in a row to good teams, but injuries really have been just too much for this team to overcome with eight different players missing uh, some time this year. Utah State, a big challenge on the road. They're 2-1 and in league play, 13-3 and overall. Aggies are a very good shooting three team from the perimeter. Matter of fact, the number one team in the nation in terms of a three-point shooting percentage. That's an 8 p.m. start tonight from Logan. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. And women's college basketball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be at the Air Force tomorrow. The Cowgirls are 9-5 and overall, 2-1 and in league play. Malene Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week thanks to a 19-point performance against New Mexico. And men's junior college basketball, Casper College improved to 13-4 and on the year with a 98-81 win over NJC in Sterling, Colorado. Kennard Richardson with a tremendous game with 32 points for the T-Birds, 10 of 14 from the floor, 9 of 10 from the line. Birds will be at Western Nebraska and Scotts Bluff on Friday. The LCCC men's basketball team lost to Otero over the weekend, 93-81 to drop to 8 and 6 overall. Golden Eagles will be at the Salt Lake Community Co- be at Salt Lake Community College tonight. Huge basketball tournament in Cheyenne over the weekend, and the Cheyenne girls won all three of their games. They have now won 48 games in a row, which ties a state record held by Douglas. And in this tournament, the East girls beat the Douglas girls in that tournament in a battle of the two top-rated teams in 4A and in 3A. Laramie went 3-0 in the tournament. Cheyenne Central 2-1. Natrona 2-2. Kelly Walsh and Cheyenne South went 0-3. On the boys' side, Laramie won all three of their games in the Cheyenne tournament. Cheyenne Central, Cheyenne East, Cheyenne South, and Kelly Walsh went 2-1. And and Natrona went 1-3. In college football, Georgia repeated as the national champions as they bombarded TCU in Los Angeles last night, 65-7. Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, who was 25 years old, by the way, threw four touchdown passes and ran for two more. Georgia finished the season at 15-0, and and TCU finished at 13-2. and That's it in sports. What is the youngest NFL player? Do you know? Well, I, I, you know, if probably the early 20s. Okay. Uh, oldest NFL player you can think of? Tom Brady. Tom like Brady. 40, 45, okay. 46, whatever he is okay. now. Yeah. 46. All right. So i just wondering who broke the record there. So you're thinking Brady broke the record. I think he's going to, if he's if he hasn't, yeah, he's pretty darn close. Okay. So I can imagine that uh, you hand the ball to him in his uh, a little electric wheelchair, mm-hmm. and he makes a run for the goal line yeah. at some point. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> someone it, tackles him and knocks his teeth out because he had dentures. I don't know. How long can they keep that up? I mean... They, Depends if he needs the money or not. Uh, I don't think he does. No, that's the thing. Then again, you got to know how much is his wife spending of his money. He's, he, they're gone. He's okay. on his own now. Oh, we, oh, they're gone. They're yeah. out of there. I didn't hear that part. He's, okay. he's on his own. All right. He may play until he's 92. I think he's good. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we're talking about. And we're going to do some national news, local news update on the weather forecast. Oh, and there's a... Oh, what do you call we, I went to a convention last year that was in Casper for this. There's a mountain man convention. It's an annual thing now. It's coming to Casper, Wyoming. Talking to the folks who put that on. Beginning of next hour. Then we'll get back into news, controversy. It's Wake Up Morning. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for 
Join me. It's a Tuesday. A little rainy where I am right now. Way up in the mountains of Wyoming. Pick your mountain. Don't care which one. There's these guys with, like, long beards and furs and homemade weaponry and so on. You're one of these guys, right? Uh, yes, sir. I try to fill that position a little bit. Okay. And you are? <laughs> uh, Jim Miller. And Jim Miller is part of, I guess, the mountain men of Wyoming. Uh, yes, I am. I belong to the uh, Wyoming Muzzle Loaders Association. Mm-hmm. And that's a full state. We have several clubs that belong to it, and quite a few people overall that like to do this. And then I also belong to the Deer Creek Muzzle Loaders, which is located just outside of Casper, almost to Glen Rock. And the traditions we alive. do our traditions down there by having shoots every month and yeah. picnicking and having the family out to have fun yeah. i know quite a few people who want to come up but they live far away but they want to come up and do the muzzle loading some have their own guns too that's even so better yet we'll gu- gladly yeah. take them so let's talk about what i call the the convention mount men convention go way back i mean we can go way back to before there were any paved roads and people used to get together from time to time this time though it's indoors and climate controlled so i think you're cheating a little bit yeah we are instead of bringing it in by wagon train and setting up on a river somewhere here in the state, like Henry's Fork, down in the southern part of Wyoming, where most of them were held. We're doing it over here at the Ramcota. People now are driving in with their trucks and stuff, but they're still bringing the same things with them for trading. Uh, in other words, uh, for a lot of people, it's for sale. And there will be uh, anything from furs, uh, beads, Firearms, which would be flint locks, muzzle loaders of that style, uh, cap locks, pistols, and uh, this kind of blankets, yeah. what have you, that the mountain man would normally use. We are not going to have flour, sugar, and and uh, stuff like that by the barrel, but we will have. The but other things. If you want to know how to make that stuff in the old-fashioned way, there's plenty of people there who know how to do that. I was having some conversations last year about exactly that. Yeah. For people who don't know, Casper, Wyoming is where the Ramcota is, where you can go and attend this event. It goes on for several days. I know there's demonstrations and speakers as well. Yes, sir. The, the best day is either Friday evening uh, to come by or all day Saturday to come by and up till noon on Sunday. Uh, we will have speakers uh, Saturday morning, and these speakers will be talking about the muzzle-loading error of uh, what happened back then. There will be some trivia played so everybody can have fun with that. Uh, there will be people there that can teach you or show you how to do quill work, some bead work. Uh, and uh, things like that. That It's not only interesting to just adults, but the kids love to hear some of this stuff, especially if they're in the fourth, fifth, sixth grade and up. Uh, This is always interesting to them, that time period. Which is why I was about to suggest, don't just come if you're some old codger who just loves that kind of history. Bring the kids along so they can actually see it because everybody in your group is walking around in period dress and it's all homemade. Yes, it is. Uh, that is one thing that is very true. Uh, we even have s- some period dress there that is totally hand-stitched. And uh, normally that's some of the American Mountain Man Association 
some of those people will be there also. Okay. So let's get people there for this event. They need to show up during what days, what time? It's this month, right? It's this month. Uh, we would we would like to have people come by in the evening on the 27th, which is Friday, and all day Saturday, the 28th, and until noon on Sunday, the 29th. Okay. There's a, was there a dinner last year, I think, and, and a dance? Is, there is a dinner, and we hope to have a dance on Saturday night. The dinner will be uh, we'll be selling tickets for that on Saturday afternoon, so the Ramcota will know how many people to cater for, uh, and that will be on Saturday evening at about 5 o'clock. They start dinner, 5, 5.30. Okay. Let's real quick talk about the shooting that you do near Glen Rock, which I thought was absolutely incredible. That was so much fun. Although, i got to call you out on one thing. You show me, you teach me how to load up one of these old muzzle loaders, And I asked you, so uh, is that a hair trigger? And you said, no. I barely touched it, and that sucker went off. That's a pretty sensitive trigger, and a lot of fun. I thank you for the experience. A lot of fun of learning how to load these. Well, you're welcome to come back. Yeah, and other people would like to. So for those people who would yes. like to participate that from anywhere around within the sound of her voice, how do they do that? Where do they show up to? Uh, if they come over to the uh, Ramcota, we will have some paperwork there that we can give them to show them uh, how to get there and what the dates are, telephone numbers to call. And stuff like that that we can do, and we can also let people dry some dry fire some of the guns over there to get a feel of the trigger that you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. Uh, when the black powder goes off, it's always supposed to be a surprise, and I think we surprised you quite well. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> certainly did. Yeah. Okay. So for the people who'd like more information, website, social media. Yes, there is the. Uh, uh, Wyoming State Muzzle Loaders Association. It's a website. And there is also the DCML, the Deer Creek Muzzle Loaders. Or you can give us a call at our house. Uh, my wife is the director of the convention, and she can be reached at 307 234 6591. Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Time is 9-19. It's a Tuesday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Norman is intensely. Just heard the interview with the Mountain Man Convention, and there's muzzle loaders and old black power shooting going on over at Glenrock. And he writes to me, they have a black powder shoot at the Brewster Ranch northwest of Tensleep on the lower Norwood. Okay. Didn't know that. You know, there's some of these people need to advertise a little bit better. They would get a lot more folks out there to give this a try, which I got a chance to do. They taught me Here's how you take an old-style flintlock where you got to take the chamber and dump some powder in uh, into the pan. And I don't know how they shot back then. It was so so much to it and so delicate, too. I mean, really, you pour the powder in this little flash pan, and I worry the whole time, am I going to dump this out before I get a chance to shoot? Very delicate operation. Guns have come a long way. Real quick, just want to get this out of the way because it was bugging me this morning. I came across an ad, 
on my social media. Now, it's a stuffed animal. It's really cute. It looks like it's sitting and looking at you, right? Big, fuzzy, fluffy, brown stuffed animal. And it looks like a cross between a cow and a Wyoming bison. What it is is a Scottish Highland cow. So talk about a real fluffy cow. But this is a stuffed animal. Really cute looking. Now, in order to sell this, they have to use the proper buzzwords. So they try to sell this as eco-friendly Scottish Highland soft plush toy. Eco-friendly. And so I decided, well, it's what's so eco-friendly about it. Their website doesn't say. So I had to kind of dig in a little bit. Finally found about how they made it. And it's just a stuffed animal. But understand, in order these days, in order to make something, sell it, they have to use the proper buzzwords, which is why I told you a while ago I was in a mall here in Wyoming. I wouldn't say which store it was. I was walking by a store that had a big poster up in its window. One of the most sustainable businesses in America. And I'm looking at what they do for a living, and I'm thinking, there's nothing sustainable or not sustainable about you. Sustainable has nothing to do with your business at all. You're just saying sustainable, aren't you? Yeah, but if you say the proper buzzwords, then you're supposed to be in good with everybody because you said you were sustainable, which is why I like to remind people from time to time, this is a sustainable radio show. Well, it is. We, in fact, we even engage in carbon sequestration and recycling. Here, I'll, I'll show you what I mean. I sit literally in a padded room. That's a radio studio. The walls are padded. So I sit in a padded room and I talk to myself. When you call the program or send me a text, you are the voices in my head. You see how this works, right? As I sit here and talk, you can imagine the a massive amount of hot air and CO2 that comes out of my mouth. That is captured in this room. So you see, that's carbon sequestration right there, all the CO2 captured in the room, which is why I feel lightheaded after a while. But anyway, then as far as recycling is concerned, some of the stories that I talk about, I've talked about them, but I know that through the course of the day, different people get up at different times and listen to this program. So sometimes I repeat a story which would be recycling. See? So this program right here that you're listening to is green, eco-friendly, and engages in recycling. I also am green because of what I advocate for. For example, organic fuels, which pump life-giving CO2 back into the atmosphere. So that's as green as it possibly gets here. Okay. Real quick, for those who want to follow this and want to be in the know, Wyoming legislative session, it begins today, begins like today. Now, if you missed it, early this morning, our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, gave his first legislative report, which basically said this is what they have on their agenda. Every single morning at about several, 740 weekdays, you're going to hear Doug Randall's legislative update. We'll play that for you. But also watch for the stories on the Wake Up Wyoming website. And your local radio stations will have stories from the legislative session. And you and I will talk about that stuff every single morning right here on this program. But also, if you go right now to the Wake Up Wyoming site, our man in Cheyenne, Doug, 
wrote up a story on how you can watch pieces of the legislative session if that's what you want to do. That one thing I'll give at least credit for with our Wyoming House and Senate, they wanted transparency. So there are cameras and microphones all over the place, except in the toilets, which is probably where they have most of their meetings. But anyway, so you can go ahead and click the links that Doug provided here, and up comes what meetings are happening where. Did you want to watch a committee meeting? Did you want to watch the floor of the House, the floor of the Senate? What did you want to watch? Well, that's all provided by the state of Wyoming. So you can go ahead and click. There's even an email subscription service for this kind of stuff with a calendar of events and what's going on. So you can go ahead and take a look at what they're talking about. All this information, again, go to the Wake Up Wyoming website, and you'll see the story there by Doug Randall with all the links that you need to follow this Wyoming legislative session, which at least I'm glad they only do this once a year for a very short period of time. Unfortunately, there are some things that are going to come up again this legislative session because they're just never going to be able to kill it enough. Like, for example, the horrible idea of Medicaid expansion in Wyoming continues to come up again and again. They, and they, I just hope, since we've rotated out enough people in the Wyoming House and Senate this past election cycle, that that dies like it has every session before, instead of getting closer to pass every single time. It'll die once again. Don't want to make the same mistakes that other states around us have made. And by the way, I continue to hear from people, well, all the other states around us have, exp- have expanded Medicaid. Yes, and look at what a disaster it's been for them. So keep that and other things in mind if you want to track what's going on. And then find out, if you don't know, shame on you, you should know who your representatives are. Find out who your representatives are and make sure to keep in contact with them as they go through the legislative session so they know what you think. Okay, there's a lot of other stories that I wanted to get to this morning. And I'm looking at them going, I'm just not going to have the time to get through all of this. They only give me four hours a day. Yeah, I know, right? If you missed it earlier this morning, I started the program with a guy in Wyoming who wants to make his own M16 and it's classified as a machine gun. Because the original M16 had three settings, including one that was fully automatic. And he wants to get the thing legally registered through the alcohol, tobacco, firearms, the ATF. And they said no. Now, I he could have just built the thing and not said anything since he can. He has the equipment to just build the rifle. But he's trying to get this thing legally certified and registered. And now he's taking the ATF to court over his Second Amendment rights. That story was first off this morning at the beginning of the program. If you missed the early part of the program, I know, as I mentioned earlier, people come in and out during the course of this show. That's okay. This program becomes a podcast. More and more people are using their phones as just a radio in their pocket. So use the Wake Up Wyoming app when the show is over. Touch the app, then touch on demand. And you'll see today's episode sitting there. 
and you can go ahead and just touch the episode and listen at your own convenience. Start it when you want to start. Stop it when you want to stop it. Share it with other people. If you heard something you want to hear again, you can back up on that. So for all the people out there who are thinking I can only listen to it in the morning when I'm driving somewhere, no, you can listen to this program anytime you want and start and stop it and catch up on that story and many of the other stories that I gave to you earlier this morning when a lot of you lazy bums were still asleep. No, I say lazy bums still asleep because there are those of us. I start the program at 6 o'clock in the morning. I get here way before that. And there's already a whole lot of people that are out there. They've already been up for several hours. Of course, they, like me, will go to bed really early, too, and you guys are up late at night partying. So, okay. Anyway, you can go ahead and listen anytime you want. Just use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Whenever you want to listen to the program, it's on demand. Basically, the show becomes a podcast. And we strip a lot of stuff out, too. We strip out news. We strip out a lot of the commercials to condense the program so you don't have to listen to an entire four hours. It's just the meat of the program at your convenience. And by the way, it's free. We don't charge you for any of this, okay? All right, coming up on some local news at you want to hear from your local stations and right after that update on your weather forecast then there's a nice section of open phones you can talk about what i'm talking about change the subject fine by me triple eight ninety seven woods that's eight 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 ninety seven w o o d s wake up wyoming Wyoming, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Arkansas bill. This is a bill moving through the Arkansas legislature. By the way, I always have to say this. I can I reverse the joke depending on which state I'm talking about. In this case, Arkansas is the only state that Alabama is allowed to make fun of. A lot of times, I I'll say that Alabama is the only state that Arkansas is allowed to make fun of. Either way, it works. If you got either of those states making fun of you, you're kind of low on the food chain. Anyway, this is something they're doing that's actually smart. So when it comes to drag queens, there are people who are upset that schools have been hosting drag queens to come into the schools. And they just look at it as a little weird and inappropriate. And there's a big debate about it in the country. Arkansas is trying to solve that. A bill filed Monday in the Arkansas Senate would define a drag performance as an adult-oriented business and place restrictions on where it could take place. So in other words, not at a school. The bill goes on to defend drag performances as something where a performer exhibits a gender identity that is different from the performer's actual gender uh, and using makeup and so on. You know, it it, it defines all of what they mean by that way. The performer would be someone from um, before an audience of two or more. Okay. Uh, and they, everybody there is there because they knew that this was what the show was and they came to see it. Right. Not like in a school where the kids have no idea what's going on. Now, <laughs> I, 
Okay. I'm going to read. They have a definition here from Webster's. I gave up on the dictionaries a while back. I can explain why, but I'm running out of time. Webster's New World College Dictionary defines uh, prudent as having express uh, lustful ideas or desires, trying to excite, lewd. The bill states that no adult-oriented businesses may be located on public property where a minor can view it. That means, once again, these drag shows could not show up and do any kind of performance at a school. It would have to be in an adult setting, not on public property. And the adults that go there are going there because they know that this is what they're going to see. Nobody is surprised by what am I looking at? In previous legislative sessions, Arkansas has made national headlines for legislating things that target this community. 2021 session, they made news with a bill which passed over the governor's veto, creating the first in the nation law denying gender-affirming care for minors. The lawsuit filed in opposition to laws currently working its way up through our judicial system. The session also saw a bill to prevent trans girls from participating in any sport. We have That's been offered up here in the state of Wyoming as well. So, in other words, if it's the boys' track team and their rate, then it's the boys' track team. And girls participate on the girls' track team. You know, things like that. Um, so you can't say that you identify as the other and participate in the other. You have to go to the team where the gender the gender that you were born of. That's been offered up in Wyoming as well. And we'll see at some point if they pass something like that or not. But last time it was offered up, it just, it just didn't go very far. It, I'm expecting it to be offered up in this next legislation uh, legislative session as well. All right. I look outside my window right now, and I see rain coming down, not snow because it's not cold enough. This is that season, though, where you never know what the weather's going to do next. Now, I just recently made sure I had some good all-weather. I'm not doing a commercial. I'm just telling you. I had some all-weather tires on my car to make sure because it really got bad out there. There's other things you need to check. Ma'am, I pulled you over because you failed the signal on that last turn. I used my turn signal, I swear. Has this ever happened to you? Have you been ticketed for not using your turn signal, even though you have? Have you checked your blinker fluid lately? Well, how about you check your local auto parts dealer for OK Blinker Fluid, an indicator lamp lubricant. With OK Blinker Fluid, your turn signals will work bright and smooth. And while you're there, ask for other OK engine products. Products, OK engine rotator splints, OK muffler bearings, OK piston turn springs to make sure your pistons turn smoothly, and OK hypertension headlight valves. OK products. For the person who knows nothing about their car, we have everything. OK auto products by Snake Oil. Some people are like slinkies. They have no real purpose, but it makes you smile when you push them down a flight of stairs. It's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Forty-seven. Time off to the icebox. We go. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Uh, so, Frank, this one kind of made me think. I think we've all done this. 
Okay, I've uh, done a lot. I not all memorable, or but some regrettable. N- n- not, but uh, sometimes you do something. You ever do something and you stop and you think about it? What the hell am I doing? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, later. <laughs> okay. So I just came across this. I bumped into a mannequin. Yeah, said okay. sorry. Then I thought, oh, and said, oh, I thought you were a person. Then I realized I was still talking to the mannequin. Right. Are you, <laughs> the, the sorry thing was, is excusable. Yes. Another comment to a mannequin a- after that, is inexcusable. Yeah, that's why, you know, there's often times I find myself doing something and then I have to stop and ask, the hell am I doing? Yeah. Why in the world did I think? And then worse, like you just said, worse yet, you end up making it far worse by realizing you're still engaging in the activity. Well, I, I think that goes a long way with a lot of mistakes we make. We compound them. Yes. Here's one, and as opposed to correcting it, or, yes. or just stopping, right. you do it again. Right. It and again, again, and again, and again. again. Yeah. And then you're then at some point, you have to start asking yourself, and why haven't I learned it? Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you can screw up once, but try not sure. to screw the same thing up Twice. Yes, yeah. Now, so if you had talked to the mannequin the third time. Right. Um, you need well, okay, to- I, I can do this. Okay, so you bump into the mannequin. Okay. Sorry. One. Why am I talking to you? Two. Okay, so, okay. To wait, I had it. I just had it for a moment ago there. Yeah. And then, and then you look at it and you say, I'm still talking to you. Yeah. Which is or doing three. what? Three. Still talking to it. Yes. <laughs> why, why don't you tell the mannequin, you look really nice today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Then you start having a whole conversation with the thing. Although, now, I got to say, there are mannequins, we all agree with this, that in the right setting, they're just creepy. Yes. And especially the ones, the humans that yes. do this on, like, street acts. Uh-huh. They look like mannequins, oh, yeah. and in fact, they're they're but real they're, they're and they really scare the hell out of you. No, I was in Chugwater, Wyoming, at the Mercantile that just opened, and a beautiful young lady there was walking me around, showing me the things that they have going on. And she takes me into the back room where people at the Chugwater Mercantile, who are ranchers in the area, will be able to pull right through and get what they need for the ranch and continue on. Okay. And there's this really old mannequin. Uh, We're talking like from the 1930s or something like that. Dear Lord. Now, if you look at that thing and feel creeped out by it, isn't that just as bad as continuing to talk to it? Because it's plastic. You don't know that, do you? Okay, well, <laughs> we've seen enough of those movies. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. could be winking at you after you leave the room like, oh, yeah. I got another one. Well, in fact, this particular one was not even plastic. It was, like, stuffed. Before oh. they made plastic mannequins, when they would just stuff something something yeah. to make it look like a person. <laughs> and here it is sitting in the back of the Chugwater Mercantile, and this young lady's going, I don't want to come back here. <laughs> See, now that's weird. Yeah, okay. Now, worse yet is when you find those things not just in the garage, but in some attic somewhere, and you wonder who is putting mannequins up in the attic. Exactly. Yes. And they're all in a circle that you want to play cards or something. Okay, so what I would like to do is take a bunch of old mannequins and pose them in one of the rooms in this building, just to see if people will begin to refuse to go into that room. As long as you put clothes on them, I think everyone's going to go in. Yes. We're we're the curious type, you know. Yeah, and that's even worse when you take a look at a mannequin that has a nice figure and you start to admire it. Now you're getting creepy. Oh, boy. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys at Utah State in Logan and looking for their first Mountain West Conference win of the year. The Pokes are 0-3 in league play and 5-10 and overall. UW has two close losses in a row to good teams, but these injuries have been way too much for this team to overcome. They've had 
eight different players miss some time due to being being hurt. Utah State, a big challenge on the road. They're two and one in the league play, thirteen and three overall, and they're a very good three point shooting squad. That's an eight p.m. start tonight from Logan. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. In women's college basketball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowgirls with a roadie tomorrow at the Air Force down in Colorado Springs. The Cowgirls are nine and five overall, two and one in Mountain West play. Marlene Peterson was named the league's freshman of the week thanks to a nineteen point performance against New Mexico. In men's junior college basketball, Casper College is thirteen and four on the year with a ninety-eight eighty-one win over NJC in Sterling, Colorado last night. Kennard Richardson won a tremendous game for the T-Birds, thirty-two points on ten of fourteen from the floor, nine of ten from the line. And Casper will be at Western Nebraska and Scotts Bluff on Friday. The All Triple C men's basketball team out of Cheyenne lost to Otero over the weekend, ninety-three eighty-one. The drop to eight and six overall. Golden Eagles will be at Salt Lake Community College tonight. In high school basketball over the weekend, Cheyenne had their huge tournament. The Cheyenne girls won all three of their games. Now they have won 48 games in a row, and that ties the state record held by Douglas. Now on the ladies' side in that tournament, East beat Douglas in that tournament in a battle of the two top-rated teams in 4A and 3A. Larrabee won 3-0 in the tournament. Cheyenne Central 2-1, Natrona 2-2, and Kelly Walsh and Cheyenne South went 0-3. On the boys' side, Larrabee won 3-0 in that tournament. Cheyenne Central, Cheyenne East, Cheyenne South, and Kelly Walsh went 2-1, and and Natrona went 1-3. College football, Georgia repeated as the national champions as they bombarded Texas Christian in Los Angeles yesterday, 65-7. Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, who is 25 years old, by the way, threw four touchdown passes and ran for two more. Georgia finished the season with 15 wins and not a single loss. And TSU finished at 13-2. And that's it in sports. I am now saving a picture from your wild preps to my file that I've been building of outstanding pictures. This one you wrote the story for. Photofest Shoshone Wrangler wrestling duels. So there's one young man who is twisted in such a way that it doesn't look possible. <laughs> the other young man who is lying on top of him, twisting him, is looking at the camera with this smug expression. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the ref bending over upside down to try to make sense of what he's looking at. I, I think you're looking at a girl doing that. Is that? I no. think I think you might be. Could be. Okay. Hard to tell the way they're all wrapped up like this. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah but they, they, they give you that little smirk with the camera. and like, oh, hi. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm right oh, here. <laughs> I got this one. Yeah, yeah there I you just, go. <laughs> this is, I'm adding this because I'm going to do a gallery of some of the best uh, pictures from Wyoming taken from the Wild Prep site. Download the app, by the way. Folks. Oh, yes, it's yeah. free. And just some amazing pictures of athletes and some of the things that they do. But I look at this person and I'm thinking, what, what the ref is trying to figure out is how he's going to untangle that poor guy in yellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, part the ways here. Yeah, part the... Let's figure this out. Get a get a Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, part the, part, part the ways. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some... Oh, it's really painful. Okay. It's Wake Up Wyoming. <laughs>